Hello there, and welcome to Following the Truth. I'm your host, Gary Zimak. Today is Tuesday, September the 7th. And on today's program, we're going to be talking about the three ingredients needed for prayers of petition. What this means is, and it's kind of interesting how this came about. If you read my daily email reflection, you you sort of know uh, a little bit of the backstory of this. But it really came about, but you know, now I get the chance to talk about it in a little greater depth. And this is so important because I would be willing to bet that you or someone you know is in a position right now where you are praying for something and you're getting a little discouraged or maybe you're going into this praying but not expecting a whole lot. In other words, I'm going to pray for this healing, but, you know, I don't really know if this is going to happen. Well, stick around because this message is going to be addressed to you. It's rooted in the gospel from today's Daily Mass. And I'll be honest with you, when I first looked at the gospel, there was a certain line that hit me, hit me like the uh, proverbial ton of bricks. It really resonated with me. And I thought, this is what I have to write about today. And this is what I need to talk about on the program, on this program. But what didn't hit me was the message that I'm about to deliver to you today. This is something that came about while I was at Daily Mass today. And it's those three ingredients needed for prayer of petition. Three, three ingredients that are crucial when you're praying for something, a specific request of some kind to the Lord. And I want to chat about these things with you. And in the end, I believe the end result of this is that your hope is going to be restored. Listen, we need hope. We all need hope in life. That's what gets us out of bed in the morning. That's what keeps us going. That's what enables us to go through the difficulties and the challenges and the frustrations of daily life. It's that hope, that belief that somehow, in some way, things will get better. And I think that's the message that I have for you today. Things will get better. What that means, I'm not really sure because it's going to be different in every case. It depends on God. But I think I can, without a doubt, say to you, things will get better in your life or in the lives of those that that you know, somebody who is really up against it, who is really suffering, things will get better if you turn to the Lord and give Him your needs. Things will get better. You will be, well, we'll t- I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but things will get better. And, and I think somebody needs to hear that today. And it's not just, this is not just pie in the sky fluff. I'm not making this up just to make you feel better. This is based on biblical evidence. So, I really hope you could stick around for the entire program today because I really believe it will be worth your while, okay? Um, Let's turn to our Lord in prayer. Let's turn to Jesus today. Let's talk to Jesus because we're going to read about him in the gospel, the fact that he healed people in an incredible way. So I think it's only appropriate that we turn to Jesus today and begin our show in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Wow, you know, Jesus, sometimes it, uh, it blows me away that I'm able to speak to you. I I read about you in the Gospels. I know that you walked the face of the earth and had a physical body with flesh and bone. And you walked the face of the earth 2,000 years ago. I can no longer see your body, but I believe 
that I can encounter you, and I do encounter you, and I can have a conversation with you every day, just like I'm having now. I believe that through faith, Lord. And I want to thank you because it is an incredible privilege. I can't talk to George Washington. I can't talk to Abraham Lincoln. I can't talk to people from the past that I've read about in the history books, but I can talk to you. And I'm really thankful for that, Lord. You know, Lord, we have lots of needs, but I've been getting some emails lately. I know many people are hurting. You you know that, Lord. I don't need to tell you. But I ask you to look upon anybody who is suffering today. Anybody we know who is suffering. People we don't know who are suffering. Some with unimaginable pain. I ask you, Lord, to look upon them and grant them relief. Grant them the healing that they are most in need of, whether it be physical, whether it be spiritual. Only you know what's best. But I pray for their healing right now. Lord, I offer up to you all of our intentions, whatever we're facing today. You know what we each need. We know You know the, the prayers that are oftentimes locked up deep inside of us, prayers known only to you. We give these intentions to you, Lord, now, and we ask you to grant them. But only if they're in accordance with your will. That's a hard thing for me to say, Jesus, because I know what I want. I know what I like. I know what is important to me. I know I know my desires. But I also recognize that sometimes what I want is not what's best for me. So I ask you to grant our requests, our petitions, but only if it's what's best for us. Finally, Lord, I ask you to open up all of our hearts and minds to be receptive to the message that you have for us on the program today. And of course, I ask you to pour out your spirit on me so that I don't mess up the message, so I don't deliver an alternate message. I want to deliver your message, Lord, and and I need your help for that. I am so unworthy. I am so unworthy. But I know you can use me, and I know you will use me. And I thank you for the opportunity. Please give me the words. Jesus, I ask these things in your mighty and powerful name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, thanks for, again, really thanks for tuning in. I want to let you know that just before I went on the air, I got an email from somebody who is, it, it, just, it just blows me away. It, it's, a, it's a wife writing on behalf of her husband. Her husband is sick. He's been dealing with cancer for a while now. And, and the suffering that they are going through as a family is un- unimaginable to me. Now, I, I got I got an email yesterday from somebody else who, and I shared this on Facebook, I didn't mention names, but from a man whose wife is suffering from breast cancer and is basically um, uh, crippled because of the, I guess, of the treatments or whatever she's going through. And, and he is beside himself. He's praying. He's just not feeling anything. He's feeling hopeless. And, you know, and I wrote back and I said, it's totally understandable and it's totally understandable to feel hopeless. What what what's where we have to where we struggle, where we need to struggle, where we need to work on is understanding that even though we feel hopeless, we push forward as if there is hope because there is hope. 
And um, we need to, and, and the Lord, boy, does he, he stretches us sometimes because he wants us to grow in faith. He puts us in these situations where we feel hopeless, but where we have an opportunity to push past that feeling of hopelessness and pray anyway, based on our faith, based on the faith that we know that with God all things are possible. That's a tough position to be in because it doesn't feel very good. Maybe you're there right now. I've been there, and I know what it can feel like to pray even though you don't feel like God is listening. It's not easy. But but that's where our faith strengthens us. And that's where the gifts of the Holy Spirit can help us too, to keep going to be persistent even though we don't feel like praying. You know, the um, I, I've always had a hard time doing things that I don't feel like doing. You know, whether it's going to the gym uh, or it's you know, taking a walk when I, when I would rather not do it, whether it's eating right when I don't want to. And it's even praying sometimes when I don't feel like praying. It's always been a struggle for me. But I've learned that you have to do what you don't feel like doing if it's the right thing to do, you know? And I've learned that there is a reward when you do that. But boy, it's easy to talk yourself out of things. It's easy to stop praying when you're not feeling like your prayers are being heard, right? But the thing we need to remember is that feelings are not facts, Sometimes our feelings are rooted in fact, but quite often they're not. When you feel hopeless and when you feel that God is deserting you, and I felt it, so I do feel that sometimes. When I, so I should say when we feel that God has deserted us and when we feel that he's not with us, when we feel that our problem is hopeless, when we feel those things, We're wrong. Our feelings are not rooted in reality because the reality is that God is all-powerful. God loves us unconditionally. God is always with us. That's not going to change. That's true. And I know if you're going through this right now, my words are going to have one of two effects. One, they're going to inspire you and they're going to give you comfort. The other effect, and I I understand that, and as I say these things, I always pray for the Holy Spirit to let me say the right thing because I know the other possible effect is my words are going to annoy you because I've been there. I've been there when somebody tries to tell me how good God is and how all-powerful is and how he will come through for me and I just don't want to hear it. So I pray that at some point in time, these words will comfort you. But if you're getting annoyed, it happens. Yeah, I, I'm like that sometimes. Like, I don't want to hear this today. I'm not, in the, I'm not in the mood to hear this. I don't want to hear about how God, good God is. My life is a mess. And it happens. But, you know, I believe that through faith and the work of the Holy Spirit, you can have days like that. And then the next day, come back and say, all right, you know what? I'm ready to listen. <laughs> I'm ready to believe. And I've done that. I remember... Driving home in the car when I used to do my morning show on Holy Spirit Radio in Philadelphia, I was driving home one day, and we did the show from 
from 7 to 8 a.m. And I was, would go to Mass afterwards and drive home, driving home in the car. And something was not, I think it was a financial situation I was going through at the time. And I just remember getting mad at the Lord and saying, Lord, this is it. I am not praying anymore. I am done with you. I can't believe you're letting me down again. And I go on and on. And I could just see Jesus saying, all right, okay, let me know when you're done. You know, and, and I'm not going anywhere, but I, <laughs> let me know when you're done. And I said, and don't try to just change my heart so that I feel good about this. I want you to fix the situation. Because, you know, sometimes when you pray, he does one of two things. He either changes the situation or he changes you. You know, but I said, this is not what I want. This is what I want. Anyway, I ran in and raved for a while. Next day, I woke up and I felt peaceful. And I, <laughs> I went back to him and I said, hey, Lord, you know what? All right, I feel better now. You didn't, you didn't answer. You didn't give me what I wanted. You didn't change the problem, but I feel better about it. I have hope again. Let's go. Right. And I and I was back on board with him. But it, it took that day. It took getting it out of my system. We're all going to have those days. But I pray that I, I really do. My sincere prayer is that my words bring you comfort instead of just annoying you because I'm telling you that God is good. God answers all prayers, you know, because sometimes when you're you're up against it and you don't feel like he is answering your prayers. And sometimes we do ask for things that we don't receive. So if you're in that position you can get annoyed sometimes when somebody's telling you God always works everything for the good. He does. But sometimes he doesn't change the situation. I, w- I wish that it was easier. And I wish that he did because that would make my life a lot easier too. But you know what? I found that there is a lot of peace in accepting God the way he is instead of trying to change him and getting him to, to work the way we want him to work. You know, that's uh, I've done that a lot. And it just doesn't bring peace. Things work out better if we do them God's way. Anyway, my name is Gary Zimek. This is Following the Truth. So glad to have you with me on the program. We do this every Monday through Friday for 30 minutes each day. And uh, it's such a blessing to be with you. A couple of things that I want to make you aware of. Number one, very shortly, and that's going to happen within a day or so, on my website, followingthetruth.com, I'm going to have a link to the archived recordings for every podcast that we did for if you you remember that summer program ended a month or so ago for give up worry for good when I went through the book day by day and I recorded a podcast and did a, a special email message a reflection that supplemented the daily material in the book well all of that thanks to my daughter Mary we have um, we, we've managed to archive all that material. So within a day or so, we've got everything in place on followingthetruth.com. We're going to have a button on, on the website that allows you to access the Give Up Worry for Good program that we did during the summer on an on-demand basis. So if you or somebody you know wants to get a copy of the book and have me lead you through it, because you, you might have missed the summer program. We did it uh, for a couple of months in the summer. It's going to be available free of charge on the website, followingthetruth.com. I'll let you know when it's up there. I would suspect maybe another day or so, maybe a day or two. We just got to get the button on the site and uh, get it all hooked up, and it will be working. So I will announce that when it happens. The other thing I want you to look out for is my next book is coming out. Hard to believe, but just in a few weeks, 
It's called Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. I don't have the information on the website yet. It is pre-orderable either through Amazon.com or through the Word Among Us, but I don't have the information on the website yet. It will be up there very, very, very soon. Uh, The other piece of information I want to share with you, if you are in the Connecticut area, I'm going to be speaking on September the 25th at the, the 2021 Catholic Men's Conference, Connecticut Catholic Men's Conference in New Britain Stadium in New Britain, Connecticut. It is a 6,000-seat stadium. I'm so excited because other than one talk that I gave in Wisconsin, this is the first live talk that I've given in over a year and a half due to COVID. Things have been shut down. So I'm, I'm really thrilled to be one of the speakers along with Father Donald Calloway, Dr. Ralph Martin, and Dr. Blythe Kaufman. Uh, I'm one of the, the, the keynote speakers. The news I have about that, again, that's September the 25th. The news I have about that is, as of today, the conference, which is the theme of the conference, is the Most Holy Rosary. So it's, a, it's all about the Blessed Mother and the Rosary. The, the, because there's so much capacity at the stadium, 6,000 seats, the decision was made to open up the conference, not to just men, but to women as well. So now it is the, uh, the Connecticut Catholic Men's and Women's Conference from 2021. Information on that can be found uh, on the internet. Just the, the best thing to do, I'll probably, probably should put something on my website, but um, you might want to Google Connecticut Catholic Men's Conference, and, and that'll take you to the actual site. But that's that's really good news, and I'm excited about that. Maybe I will put something on my website. Um, later on, you know, you see how I don't work these things out. Well, you and I work them out together. All right, let me let me get to the um, to the the topic at hand. So, in today's gospel, I'm just going to read you the second part of this. This is from Luke's gospel, chapter six. Um, and and again, I don't want to read the whole thing. I want to read the part that really stood out to me. Let me read it, and we'll talk about it. And he came down with them, Jesus, of course. And stood on a stretch of level ground, a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Okay. And even those who were tormented by unclean spirits were cured. Now listen to this. Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him because the power came forth from him and healed them all. Now that's what blew me away this morning, that line. Everyone in the crowd sought to to touch him because power came forth from him, and he healed them all. And and here's what what I came up with today. I'm going to give you the three ingredients needed for prayer of petition. And this is important because when you're praying for something, These three pieces are really, really important. And the end result is, if you turn to Jesus with your needs, your needs will be met. He's going to answer you. So let me just break this down. And this is what what happened. Initially, I just wanted to present this message. Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him because power came forth from him and healed them all. And that's why I got the, you know, actually, when I read this, I I hopped in the shower and I was thinking the word hope came into mind. And the phrase, it will get better. That's what I'm calling this show. It will get better. 
that came to mind, and that's what I wanted to present to you. It will get better. And I do believe that. If you go to Jesus with your needs, if you got a problem in your life, it will get better. Now, let me segue here a little bit and tell you what came to me when I went to daily Mass and heard this gospel again. I got this idea of these three ingredients that are needed for a prayer of petition, a prayer of asking for something, going to the Lord and asking for something. Number one, you need a healing. What is a healing? A healing is a something that is broken. It can be a physical healing that's needed. could be a sickness. You need to be healed from your sickness. could be mental. could be spiritual. It could be a financial crisis, something that is broken and needs to be fixed in your life. It could be a, a sin, a habitual sin you just can't get over. It could be feelings of discouragement or, or full-blown despair or hopelessness. Something in your life is broken that needs to be fixed. Now, many of us have a situation like that now. Could be a real serious thing, could be not so serious. Something that's broken in your life that needs to be fixed. Now, the second ingredient, in addition to a healing, and this is required for a prayer of petition, the second ingredient ingredient is humility. You've got to get to that point where you realize that whatever it is that I need, whatever that is broken in my life, is something that I can't fix by myself. And again, you probably have something like that or you know somebody else that has something like that. Something that is not fixable. I can't do it by myself. That awareness, coupled with the fact that somebody, and I say somebody with a capital S, is capable of fixing that problem. That's what humility is. When I recognize I can't fix this problem on my own, but God can, and I turn to him in prayer, that's powerful. But we have to realize that. And and those of us who struggle with anxiety and who tend to be worriers, we have a hard time with this one because we like to solve our problems by ourselves. We want to control everything, including what can't be controlled. And the final component for prayer of petition is hope, healing, humility, and hope. And that's why when I look at a verse like this, And I see that everyone in the crowd sought to touch him because power came forth from him and healed them all, not just some. I recognize that there is much biblical evidence which supports that if you go to Jesus with humility, recognizing that he can fix your problem, but you can't, and ask him to help you, you will receive the healing that you need. Now, that sounds good, but we get into trouble because sometimes we don't want the healing that we need. We want the healing that we want. And that's challenging. So here's what I believe. And, and you and I, we've talked about this before. I always assume, if I, ha- if I know somebody who's sick, I assume that the Lord wants to grant a physical bodily healing to that person until he tells me otherwise. And I will keep praying for that physical healing in addition to what, and I'll always put in the disclaimer, Lord, or the best healing at the best time, whatever, because I don't want to 
boss him around, but at the same time, I want to express my faith that I believe in he has the power. He absolutely has the, the, power, the power to heal bodily. Um, and, and then you just watch what happens, you know? And as you, as you see somebody, maybe they're getting worse, their condition's getting worse, you can keep praying for them. While at the same time saying, but Lord, your will be done. I believe you can do this. I'm still going to pray for that complete physical healing. But at the same time, being willing to accept whatever healing the Lord wants to give. Sometimes it's a spiritual healing. Sometimes it's an emotional healing. Sometimes it is a physical healing, you know? And, and that's challenging to accept that, but that takes humility. But when you look at the biblical evidence, the fact that Jesus healed everybody he ever met, who came to him for healing. And we've talked about this, except Lazarus. Lazarus wasn't healed. Lazarus was raised from the dead, which is on the next level. That's even bigger than a healing. But everybody got an answer when they came to Jesus. He didn't put anybody off and say, I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to deal with you today. When you look at the evidence in the Bible, you get hope. Hope that if you go to him with a problem, in need of a healing. And remember, healings can be all kinds of different things. It's something that's broken that needs to be fixed. And you go to him with humility and you ask for his help, you will receive a healing. However, oh, here he goes again. Gary's going to start the howevers. But this is true. You're going to get the healing you need, not the healing you want, when you need it. Oh man, I hate that part. I hate that part. I hate to have to tell you that. But it's really true. The Lord knows when the best time is to deliver a healing. And, and, and you know, I've had a hard time within the, with this in the past, but the, the Holy Spirit's been working with me, and it's getting a little easy for, easier for me. I'm starting to understand and be more willing to go along with the Lord's timetable because, you know what, He doesn't alter it just because I don't like it. He knows what's best. So I hope this brings you some sort of comfort today. But I do believe that if you go to Jesus in humility, praying for a healing, you're going to get that heal. You're going to get a healing. But you might not get the one you want, or you might not get it when you want it. But you're going to get the one you need. I'm going to pray for you, for whatever it is that you're going through. I do pray for you. I'll continue to do so. Let's get through this together, okay? Don't lose hope. With God, all things are possible. I believe it. I fully, fully believe it. If you have any questions, please email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. Hey, this was fun. I Thanks for hanging out with me. I look forward to joining you again, God willing, tomorrow on the program. I hope you'll be able to join me. Have a fantastic night. And remember, healing, humility, and hope. If you think you need something, go to the Lord and ask for what you need. Okay, God bless you. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.